0: What's going on, guys, and welcome back to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Elliott, and I'm excited today. We have a special guest here in person with us today, somebody in our backyard, and actually a buddy of mine. We met uh, a couple months ago at another mastermind that we're a part of, The Boardroom, with uh, Kent Clothier. It's an awesome real estate uh, investing type of uh, mastermind. When we were in person, he was doing his presentation. I was really mind blown by just the, the leaps and bounds of how fast and how soon he has been able to build up real estate experience in such a short time frame, as well as just the family man that he is and going from working The corporate lifestyle and kind of going down a path of taking him away from family, something a big core value of his and something that I resonate with, I realized, and he did as well, uh, that wasn't going towards his goal. So he ended up canceling that, stopped right away, quit when his wife was pregnant and he realized, or I think it was a brand new baby at the time, right? Yeah, that was the start of it. And so at that point, he was like, hey, enough is enough. I need to be at home, be with the kids, be with the family and dive deep into this real estate thing. And it's paid off drastically since. So uh, just really excited to have you here. What's up, Eric? How are you today, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Brandon? I'm good, man. Just got back from the the month long vacation in Europe. and, And that was a blast. Dude, I'm jealous. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, you travel a lot as well. You do it with the kids, with the whole family, which yeah, is I uh, very honorable. I, I love that. Yeah, man. So anybody out there that doesn't know more about your story, who you are, where you're from, do you mind just giving that 30,000 foot view for us? Yeah, I'll try. I'll yeah. try
1: and, I'll try and condense, you know, 20 years, you know, 41 years old, but 20 years of corporate life into, uh, you know, 30 seconds or, yeah. <laughs> or maybe a little do, bit more, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. So I'm, my name's Eric Eisenman. I've got, uh, four kids um at home currently they're nine eight six and two um we go boy girl boy girl a lot of fun um around the household um my wife becky and i have been together for 15 years now we've been married Love um, it. we actually met in high school so yeah it's uh high school I, sweetheart like 25 years if yeah. i'm dating myself that, yeah. we've been, <laughs> that we've been together so it's been uh, it's been a fun ride a professional standpoint um you know, I went to, to engineering school um, right out of high school, obviously. I come from, um, you know, what I would call a, a middle-class family, right? You know, my, my dad was an engineer and kind of had that instilled in me, you know, from a, from a young age, like kind of, you know, you sort of follow in your parents' footsteps, right? That's kind of, we, we hope to leave a legacy for our kids and, and kind of direct them, right? And so, sure. similar along those lines, you know, went down the, the corporate path, started out in a, a big corporation, a, a medical device corporation, Really thought I wanted to be in consulting, glamorous lifestyle of uh, a consultant. Realized that that was uh, it was a lot, especially when I, you know, when Becky and I got married. Uh, being on the road 50 out of 52 weeks a year is it's really hard, um, e- even when you're not married. But you know, as a, sure. a new married couple, yeah, um, not getting to spend that time. So so we relocated and you know had the opportunity to actually come home every night. Yeah. <laughs> for dinner. Instead yeah. of just being home on the which weekend. is nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. But you know things sort of. <laughs> move along and, and, you know, you get bigger roles in, in corporations and stuff like that. And you're, you're spending more time on the road and and away um, from family. And and you kind of alluded to it when our oldest was born, we were living in New York city at the time. And, you know, even though I wasn't traveling to the extent that I was, when I was consulting, um, I was traveling internationally. So I was heading to Japan and Kuala Lumpur, you know, at least once a month for, for a week, having a newborn, you know, especially your first one, it's always scary. Right. And so I was actually on a plane three weeks after my son was born. Um, and you get that call in the middle of the night in Tokyo, he's sick, he's having problems breathing. He's going into the hospital, a 13 hour flight away and forget a 13 hour flight. Like, yeah. you know, it's two o'clock in the morning in Tokyo. And the first flight I can get on is six 30 at night. Like sure. the stress of like sitting there. So long story short, like, D- Just you know, feeling it's like, helpless basically. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, and so, you know, that, sort of started us down a path of like okay how do we I, I need to be home more like mm-hmm. this is not sustainable so um, I was fortunate enough to take a role out here in San Diego so we relocated again yeah from from New York to uh, to San Diego and what year was that so that was um, when my wife was pregnant with my daughter so 2014 okay. is actually when we moved so we've been out here for about nine years okay um, cool now yeah so much more domestic I was running a team across the United States really cut down on the travel aspect, but you can imagine, you know, a company with a corporate headquarters in New York city and you're on the West coast, Yeah, you know, the the corporate career sort of stalled. (laughs) Um, and so I started looking into, um, you know, real estate, got my license, went down that path for a little bit, but really kind of knew that investing was, was the way to go. Um, and things sort of really changed last year, you know, made the, the jump to full time and, and gave it a go and, you know, been doing it ever since. And yeah. Didn't it. look back. Exactly. I love it.
0: It's funny. Like a lot of us, when we're first getting started into investing in real estate, we all hear like we have to be an agent or that's just like a, a path that we kind of take. It, it's easier or uh, we get the education and we're in that professional spotlight, right? That um, it can make more sense. We'll get deal flow, whatever it may be. Sure. And then you realize very quickly that you know, I don't want to be showing houses. I don't, I don't like, that's not what I want to do. I, I want to do the investing side, Right. you know? And so it's good to
1: identify that right away and determine what you truly want. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you get, you get your license, right. And you know, they're, they're talking to you about, Oh, you can go build a team and you know, yeah. you'll know you work 20 hours a week or whatever, yep. What you don't learn when you get your license. Yeah. You know, it's part It'll of the tell education you yeah. is like, you
0: think you're going to be an investor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, to be honest with you, it's you know it's a piece of paper, right? It's yeah, like anything. Yep. They don't teach you that even if you're an agent, you still have to know how to market. Yeah. Right, and you still have to know how to talk to people and build rapport to get clients. You and so it's good. really, yeah, it, it's the same skill set, right? As it as investing, and obviously there's you know a little bit of different yeah, expertise of and things like that if you're buying houses and underwriting deals as opposed to you know helping people buy <clears> their own house. But at its core, like. I'd rather use that skill set to build my own wealth sure. than you know just getting worried about you know the next paycheck. I'd rather yes. build cash flow, passive income. Yes, you know as opposed to okay, I sold that house. Like let's go find the next yeah, one to exactly to go, you know do a transaction as opposed to you know building an an income stream.
0: So talk to me the last year. What have you been doing in real estate? Like what what is the strategy or the the different methods that you've been focusing on the most?
1: Yeah. So what really resonated for me. Um, as I was digging into it deeper, was the creative finance yeah. um, world. You know, obviously, everyone's like, you know, you can see YouTube videos. Oh, buy a house with no money down. Uh-huh. And, you no know, money out of pocket. This, of course, going back to the the conversation before. You know, there's marketing dollars associated with sure. that. There's acquisitions costs. It's, yeah. it's not all that easy, uh-huh. right? No one's not again, all sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. <laughs> no one tells you that out of the out of the gate. But yeah, that was really kind of my focus um, right away. Was was finding. Creative deals. Mm-hmm. So the first deal that I bought after going full time was actually uh, ten units in Milwaukee. Yeah, never thought I'd invest in Milwaukee, right? And <laughs> of all places, like, why why that location? Um, so I'm part of another community sub two with Pace yeah. Morby. Sure, and um, I saw the someone post a deal in in that um in that group. Um, and you know, one of the things that you know I think is important for people to know is just. Don't be afraid to reach out to someone and have a conversation. So for sure, you know, immediately DM'd the person who who posted the deal. Ended up having a phone conversation with her at like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> you yeah. know, like hey, I want to learn more about this. Can you send this to me? Underwrote the deal. It it made sense, and sure. so you know ended up taking it down. Um, and I I think that's when you're first getting started, a lot of people that I've
0: noticed, at least they they get very scared or intimidated by making those phone calls. And, and that's just what it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of those phone calls. Exactly. And, uh, and then you just got to underwrite it, right? You got to underwrite it, see if the numbers make sense and, and then submit your offer. So it, it did make sense for you. You submitted the offer. Was there other
1: competition on it? Do you still have that property today? I do actually. Okay. Um. In fact, I was talking to the property manager just yesterday. Nice. Um, about some tenant tenant issues that we got going on. Okay. The, other, the joys of uh, of owning rental properties. Right? Oh my God!
0: Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, for me, and and I'm naturally an introverted person. Yeah. Um, read a book or or you know crunch a spreadsheet and, and underwrite the deal as opposed to having that conversation. Yeah. Um. But a big mindset sh- mindset shift for me, um, was thinking about, okay, someone's going to have that conversation. Yeah, somebody's got it. Yeah. So I'd rather be involved in the conversation mm-hmm. than have that conversation go on with me not in the room and, and lose the deal or, you know, think about the corporate world. You know, I've, I've been laid off twice in the, in the corporate world, right? Yeah. Those were conversations that got had when I wasn't in the room and not advocating wow. you know, for myself. Yeah, that's um, deep. That's like, good. Likewise, I got promotions from being on business trips with a COO. Yep. And having a conversation about what my goals are and and you know what I'm trying to do. And you know, six months later I've got a promotion in the corporate yeah. world. So from be you ab-
0: being in the room. Exactly. Yeah. From
1: yeah. me being in the room and from for advocating for myself. No one's gonna be a bigger advocate than you for That's yourself. Right. That's good. And so it's the same thing in, in the real estate world, right? Like I would much rather be having that conversation with a seller be looking out for my deals. Um, what's important to me in finding a deal and structuring it in a way that's going to make sense. And it's going to be most beneficial for my goals. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, letting someone else go find the deal and then, you know, maybe I'm not even participating in it at that point.
0: So what was the, how, how did you finance that deal? And then, uh, what, like, what is, what's the goal with that one? Was that a traditional finance? You bought it and no, you was, just let No, that it was sit? subject
1: to. Okay. Um, so I actually I paid the wholesaler twenty grand. Okay. Um, that was my own money. Took over uh, the mortgage payments on five duplexes. Yeah. Um, in Milwaukee. Okay. The seller um, was an older lady. I actually. Again, talked to her yesterday too. About yeah. Something else. I'm still friends with her. Love it. Um, you know, keep those relationships going. And, yes. Um, and because you never know what's going to happen. But yeah. her husband passed away. He'd been the one that was managing the properties. She didn't really know what she was going to do with them. She was struggling. Tenants weren't paying and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, we were able to solve. A problem for her. She's happy. Her credit's getting rebuilt because we're paying mortgage payments on yeah, time every month. good. And uh, you know, everybody wins. I love it. Was she in the rears? Abundantly? She wasn't. She wasn't in the rears. Okay. Um, but she was having to come out of pocket month after month because at that time she had four vacancies. Um, yeah. And then of the six properties that were occupied. Two of the tenants weren't paying their rent. Of course. Um. So you know it, it's really hard to to make mortgage payments yeah. on, on ten doors when you've only got four that are performing. Yeah. It gets tough.
0: Yeah. And then what are what are the rates on those roughly?
1: So we bought those a year ago. Okay. Um, okay. And they they were high at the time. Um. They're in the seven and a half to eight percent range. Okay. Um. So I'm getting ready to to refinance those too. Um. We were able to to buy those in a way where the balances, you know, when I'm refinancing my loan to values are going to be in the 45, 50% range. So for sure, we'll get, we'll get some good rates on that and and just recast the loan.
0: I love that. And so I I assume that the, um, the person that sold it, the wholesaler, they put a spread on, on that
1: interest rate. Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. that makes. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, On the interest rate. Yeah. On the interest rate. No. Okay. So I just took, I just took over the, the loans directly from the seller and I paid the wholesaler an acquisition fee basically.
0: Yeah. And then, so I guess that uh, the seller ended up refinancing or something around the time when the interest rates were higher. Because actually, for the longest time, the interest rates were pretty low. Yeah,
1: no, it, it. I actually didn't get the story about why she hadn't refinanced earlier. Sure. Because the loans actually, that you know, they're 30-year loans that have, you know, 15 years left on them. So she had, she had really? gotten those loans back before the rates dropped. Yeah. Um, huh. So, you know, there's some opportunity there. Yeah, that's great. Well, I love that. Yeah. Okay. And then, so what was the next deal after that? Wow. There's been so many.
0: I'm trying to yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to put them
1: in chrono- well, let, chronological order. I, actually, you know?
0: let, let's talk about you know the the relationship with um, when we were out to lunch. You were talking about the relationship. Uh, I, I believe locally here, right? Right. With um, the elder women, that, uh, a
1: seller. Yeah, down in Imperial Beach. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that that was a real creative deal, uh, especially with her wants, her needs, like what she was looking to accomplish, and right. then uh, just making
1: it a complete win. Win really? So again, you know, kind of talking about relationships. I, I actually have done two deals with her. Yeah, um, the and it's first, all creative stuff,
0: deal. which I love. Yeah, like creative financing is the best.
1: Yeah. So, so the first deal um, that I did with her was actually it might have been the next deal after the the uh-huh. one that I was just telling you about. Now, yeah. now that I think about it, she owned a rental property that was a couple blocks away from her primary residence sure. in um, in Imperial Beach. You know, that that was a a paper paper lead. Yeah. Um, deal that, that came in. So basically uh, mailers that you were sending out? Uh, no, through like need to sell my house fast okay. or uh, lead geeks. Um, okay, okay. I, I'm not sure exactly which service it, it came from, but yeah. you know, you pay, depending on the market, you pay a different rate and, and they pass you leads that are pay-per-click leads yes. that have been verified. So you get a little bit more so, security in the sense that you can return the leads if they're not valuable or if they're, they provide an incorrect phone number or something like that, you can get your money back yeah. on that lead as opposed to running your own PPC.
0: So those are services that you can actually pay for that is, you know, it's a professional service that they do the marketing for you. They have the leads coming in and then, you know, have certain guarantees that if it's not a great lead, they will kind of fish a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, if it's, for it's already on the ways.
1: market or if it's yeah. a wholesaler or something like that. So it's more expensive than running sure. your own PPC. But, you know, as a newer investor, I wasn't going to spend the time or frankly, the marketing budget that it takes to be effective.
0: Well, that's a whole different business. That's like a a straight, you know, separate business that it's a marketing business that it it can be very lucrative, but you got to build the systems and and the people in place and everything else and the management over that. Exactly. And that's a lot of time, energy efforts when instead you could pay more of a premium to be able to get faster results, you know, a hell of a lot sooner, right? Like, let's do that. Exactly. And I recommend that for so many people getting started because I see a lot of brand new people that are trying to get started and just building out the systems, building out everything in place. It can be um, a mess of a headache and then they get the three feet from gold and then quit. Exactly. And you didn't want that. So obviously let's pay the professionals. Let's get some real leads coming in and then you can close something.
1: Yeah. Have people that are, that are actually motivated and looking to to sell instead of, you know, spinning your wheels. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, um, that's where, that's where I got the lead from. Okay. Um, ended up spending two hours with her. Yeah. Uh, the first time that I talked to her, kind of understanding a lot about her story, which is a crazy story. Yep. Um, you know, she's uh, not from the U S um, you know, came, came to the U S built, obviously a great career that she's, you know, owned a couple properties free and clear. Sure. Um, And anyway, she was, she's getting ready last summer around this time to move back to her home country. Yeah. Um, So looking to, to basically get rid of her houses here in the U S so she could move back and not manage them from across the world. Sure. Um, So the first one uh, she, she had this rental property in Imperial beach, you know, we worked out a price. That one was actually a cash deal. Um, okay. What was interesting about that was it's a single family home that was on a lot zoned for multifamily. Yes. So Come on. as I was looking at it, you know, I was able to offer her it was worth as is as a single family home, but knowing that there were developers in the area that were turning them into multifamily. Yes. So I went and drove the property with a a friend of mine here locally that does a lot of flipping, um, you know, particularly in the Mission Valley, Allied Gardens uh, neighborhoods in in San Diego. And he was providing me a little bit of guidance at the time and, and, you know, suggested as we drove by unit townhome development, he's like, call that number and talk to that guy. Yeah. See if he'll what he'll give you for it. And again, sort of, sort of being new. Yeah. um, I pitched my number to him and he said, sure. I'll send you a check (laughs) right now. Yes. I'll give it to you. Gotten more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But don't get me wrong. It was, it was a massive deal. I, I, I made 75 K wholesaling yeah. that deal. Let's go. Um, which was awesome.
0: Yeah. right. Well, what you kind know, of due have... diligence did you do to actually verify that, you know, you could actually build on this because that that may be something scary for somebody just getting started of like, they think they can, they heard they can, but how do you get that verification from the city that like, yes, you can definitely build there and it's not just a single family house now. Now you can build eight units.
1: Right. So, so you can look on the assessor's website sure. or there's other tools out there in terms of what the zoning is yep. for the lot. That your first indication like here in California, you know, if it's if it's single family, it's gonna be zoned R1. Yep. Um if it's multifamily, it's gonna be R three. That gives you your first indication that you know you can actually put some kind of multifamily property on there. Sure. Um and then don't be afraid to go down to the city offices or the county offices and, and say, hey, I'm looking at this property. This is what I think I can do with it. Is that something that, you know, according to zoning and, sure. and the planning um, that that would be acceptable? You know, the people down at the, the office, like very helpful, super helpful, yes. super friendly. Yeah, definitely not a place to be afraid to ask stupid questions. Yes, um, yes, they agree. They're there to help. And, and I think they actually like to help Yeah, down there because it's, it's actually fulfilling for yeah. them as opposed to a lot of the mundane stuff that they deal with, deal sure. with day in, day out, you know?
0: Yeah. I actually took a a real estate, um, uh, class in the past, like, uh, continuing education type of class. And sure. we had a field trip that was <laughs> down uh, to the assessor's office and so forth. And they were just so helpful and uh, really gave you that extra encouragement of like, there's no stupid questions asked here. They prefer that they like want to help the next entrepreneur, like the next right. business real estate investor. So, so that was really encouraging, at least for our backyard for San Diego, which totally. I was, I was kind of surprised with because it's an aggressive market out here. Like there's some real sharks out here. Yeah. And, I,
1: and don't get me wrong. I, 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 limit that just to San Diego. I've had I, conversations I yeah. with the assessor's offices in Midwest markets yep. too. Yep. Um particularly in in some smaller towns like yep. they they are all about people that are going to start changing yeah. and change things yeah. and you know you, you they see rundown properties yeah. and if you're someone that's going to come in and fix them up and you know provide rental housing which is a real uh shortage yep. in a lot of these markets. Sure. They are very willing to work with you.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I agree. And another resource that I like to really, uh, I wouldn't say like use and abuse, but um, take advantage of, right, is going to be uh, just the escrow office and making sure that they can... Uh, you know, title, they can actually look up all the information of the, the property, the parcel yeah. and, and see what the options are here for you. They'll typically guide you and, and give you as much education as possible. Then absolutely. I like to verify with the city yeah. um, just to triple check.
1: No, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, having a good relationship with an escrow officer and a, yeah. and a title officer is, is invaluable. For sure. Yeah. Kathia and, and Lexi, my local, my local reps here in San Diego yeah. are, are awesome. I call them all the time. and like, Hey, this is, this is what I'm seeing. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think we should yeah, do what, here? What can we do here? You know, you start dealing with divorce leads or probate leads and, and they can help you sort of walk that process too, in terms of what you need to get, you know, from the seller, what what you're going to have to go through in, ter- mm-hmm. in order to get a deal over the finish line. So. I super, love it. Super helpful.
0: So for that particular property, you were able to wholesale it, make seventy five thousand. Uh did you originally buy that straight yourself or did you just get it locked up in in contract?
1: Yeah. So I just locked that up and assigned okay. it. And and let the, you know, the seller know up front, you know, there there's no reason not to be transparent. transparent like, yep. you know, and, and you can approach that a, a number of different ways, right? You know, having that conversation up front and saying, look, you know. I do flip properties. Yes. I do hold rental uh, rental properties. You know, I, I may keep this for myself as yep. a, a long term, but I also have partners that I work with that, you know, it might be better suited for them. So I, you may see me assign this deal over to someone else because, you know, it's, it's going to fit what they're doing or timing wise, it might, you know, not work for me. But, you know, one of the core values that, that we operate under is, you know, We do what we say we're going to do. Yes. Um, So we say
0: we're going to close in this amount of time. You know, for this amount of money, we will exactly.
1: Yeah. Um. And and so my commitment to a seller is your property is going to get sold. And this is the amount of money that's gonna go in your pocket.
0: Versus all the other people out there that, that talk it, but really don't perform at the end of the day and then make the the whole process more frustrating and time consuming, waste of money exactly. and that can be heartache right right there yeah. alone, right? So they can rest assured knowing that when you say you're gonna do what you're gonna do, it's gonna get done. Exactly. And so they're um, gonna get a check at this time and that's gonna be you yeah, know, that's what
1: they need. Um and, and so part of that is, you know, being able to commit to yourself for to sure. underwrite a deal and know that it's a good deal. Not not guesswork like, oh yes. I, I think I can sell this for three hundred. So, you know, I'll give I'll give the seller two fifty, go run comps. Yes. Figure out what a rehab budget is yep. and, and be confident that, you know, you know you have yourself a deal with a spread if you're gonna wholesale it or, you know, something that's gonna cash flow so that you can actually perform.
0: That's good. So talk to me, how did you get the education or, or the proper understanding to get confident in your numbers? And really be able to, you know, position yourself properly so that you're not making the mistakes of of other new investors that that are saying they can do something for some number. And then they have to go back to the to the seller a dozen times and keep on getting it lowered because they totally, you know, they, they jacked up the numbers from the start.
1: Yeah, so you know, there's so much free education out there. Yes. Uh, nowadays, you yeah, know, you, you can pay for a course. Um, sure. I, you know, I've paid for a few in my day. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Yeah. You know, I still get value out of out of those different communities that that I'm a part of. Course. But You can find, you know, comping videos on YouTube. You can find, you know, underwriting videos on YouTube. There's a lot of good resources out there. I know Brent Daniels has um, some good stuff. You know, Pace Morby, who I've mentioned before, yep. has has a, a great YouTube channel with a ton of free content on yep. it that you can go learn and then go practice. Yeah. The practice right? part is the important part. So, you know,
0: when I was first getting started, I, I read all the books, all the podcasts, <laughs> all, the, all the YouTube, right? It, it comes time to implementing and it's like, all right, you know, and, and it just feels like a whole new piece. And, and all the things that I learned previously, you know, I, I made exceptions for and, and cut corners of like, well, I know I learned this and I definitely shouldn't do that, but you know, it's just easier to pay the contractor up front, the full thing, all cash. And it's like, (laughs) no, you never do that. (laughs) Yeah. Whoops. So, um, you know, whatever you learn, stick to it and, and implement it. And, and, uh, and don't make exceptions for things yeah. right
1: you know what one of the things I think about the the real estate investing community mm-hmm. and and it was a, a big, Mindset hurdle for me to get over is yeah. a lot of the people that are successful they have more of an abundance mentality yes as opposed to scarcity yes right so my first thought especially coming from the corporate world is like you know everybody else is my competition like you know they're, they're gonna steal my deals yeah like I can't tell them what I'm working on or yeah, yeah. Gonna go you know market <laughs> in the same market <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff but really like the the people that are doing volume the people that are successful and and you and I see this in in the boardroom mastermind yep. that we're in, right? They are so willing to help, especially people that are getting started. And of if you course. demonstrate that you're willing to actually put in the work and you're not looking for the, you know, quick buck, yep, they'll let you underwrite deals that they've already done as practice. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I approached people in sub two that I saw that were doing deals and said, Hey, can you give me three deals that you've recently closed just so that I can practice underwriting them. Like, I want to see if I can come up with the same comps that you have the same, Mm. you know, rehab budget, that kind of stuff and and get to the same numbers as I'm underwriting a deal. Yeah. I promise you that if you look at, again, sort of people that are, that have consistent deal flow that you see, whether it's on social media or YouTube or in, you know, real estate investing groups that are active and participating and, and demonstrating that they're, like I said, active in the real estate investing space, they will be happy to help you.
0: Yeah. I love that approach. I've actually never heard that. I've never uh, experienced that or or thought of that. That is very, I don't know how creative that is. I think it's very simple. And it's just like, I've overlooked that. That is so genius of simply just going up to other investors and be like, Hey, what is the last three things you closed or something you've already underwritten that do you mind just throwing me so that I could do my own due diligence on it? Come back to you, see if we can compare, you know, like who's going to say no to that.
1: Exactly. Like, like I was saying the, the people that are, that are successful, in this yes. business, yeah. they are overwhelmingly willing to help yeah. the newer people. For sure. That's because I
0: think we realize how, uh, how bad we needed that originally when we first got started. <laughs> totally. We're like, damn, I wish I, I wish I either had that or the people that did have that experience they are like, it's time to give back. You yeah. know, like I, I had that experience. It's time to be able to pass it forward. Exactly. And, yeah.
1: and I think, you know, where a lot of people sort of struggle or, you know, misstep, Sure. when they're approaching people that are that are more successful is they're coming asking for something yeah. that's going to, you know, they're asking to get value right away, right? Whereas if you're asking for something that, you know, they've already closed the deal, yeah. right? You're not taking, it, it's not taking their time. They're You're not asking them to handhold you and throw you leads yeah. or, you know, help you underwrite a deal that you're trying to do at that point. Like, it's going to take them all of like two minutes to yeah. send you the the details on their last three deals so and it's that also, you can underwrite
0: it. It's also like second checking their stuff. Like maybe they missed something and they already closed on it, whatever. But it's like maybe they yeah. uh, you came up with different numbers and then they verified. They're like, oh, like, yeah. crap, this is oh, even a better this. deal yeah. or like I missed this. And so totally. it's uh, like who wouldn't do that? I I love that approach. I I think the only thing that um, that I've noticed that can be frustrating is if people come up like asking, like you said, instead of kind of the approach, the golden nugget that you just gave, and they don't really take action. Like they're kind of more talk, and then so nobody wants that. So as long as you can show that you're going to demonstrate, you're going to actually participate, you're going to like really do what you're saying, and you come from that different angle,
1: like you you mentioned. I think that's gold. So again, you know, kind of sticking with that, right? Yeah. You know, you ask them for their last three deals. Yeah. Don't come back three months later and yes. be like, hey, can you review this? Like actually go spend that night Do doing it and yeah. come back the next day. And yes. like, I did So now you're showing them like, hey, I'm willing to grind. I'm willing to put in the work here. I'm yep. not, you know, taking the lazy way out or just hoping to make a quick buck. Yeah. That, that's what gives us a bad name.
0: And, and I've always, I've always, uh, Mentioned this to other people too, like just getting started. If you analyze three deals a day and then submit offers on each one of them, I don't care what the numbers are. I don't care if the asking price is this and like a million bucks, and you came up and truly to your heart, you're like, this is worth a hundred thousand. If you submit that offer and you have justification behind it, you're not just like lowballing it, right? Don't do yeah. that, <laughs> but um, actually have justification behind it and you can, you know, uh, explain yourself, then you need to submit those offers, so those three offers a day. And you'll be surprised within 30 days to 90 days uh, or way yeah, sooner to the
1: races. Yeah.
0: You're going to get something accepted and then it's just negotiating and, and closing. Exactly. I love that. Definitely. So, so right now you're doing um, more of a creative approach still, right? Yep. Okay. And then
1: lead generation, are you still working with that company? So I, I still have the pay per lead companies. Okay. You know, the- You get a lead source that, you know, has good ROI, you know, make sure you track your metrics. Like you're not going to shut off something that, you know, is, you know, right now we're closing one out of every eight leads that we get from them. Incredible. Um. So how many, how many leads do they send over a month? So you can vary your budget. Okay. Um, The, the one that I'm working with more right now is lead geeks, which they don't really work on a budget where. You know, you tell them you want to spend five thousand dollars a month, or ten thousand dollars a month, or even like I want thirty leads a month. Yeah, Um, they work in specific markets, and so you're going to get you're you're basically put in a round robin with every other investor, and they charge a a flat fee here in the San Diego market. It's two hundred and fifty dollars a lead. Two hundred and fifty. Yep, and so some some months I'll get ten leads, and you know some months I'll get five leads, and. Some months I'll get 15. It's a function of how effective their marketing is.
0: Okay. It's really not... That and you're closing one out of eight, one
1: out of every eight. So let's do some math here, that, right? That's so that's two thousand dollars yeah. is my cost per deal, and my average spread here in San Diego is twenty five. So like, that's come a on. crazy <laughs> ROI, yeah. right? Like why why would I shut off that lead source? Yes, exactly. Um, so
0: are you trying to pump as much as possible into resources like that? I know they put you in a round robin, but
1: yeah, it, it's so in San Diego. I mentioned I. I I'm licensed. So we have a couple different exit strategies cool. there. Yeah. Um, right. So, you know, obviously our first approach is, you know, on the investing side, if the numbers just don't work. Um, you know, we're able to list the home too. Yeah. So that, that certainly helps us with our, our leads to, to deal ratio. Um, in other markets, you know, I'm referring that out sure. um, yeah. to, to a realtor. You know, I, I don't have someone on my team that's, that's yep. licensed there. So yeah, we, we keep that going. I'm also doing a lot with, um, uh, distress data okay. right now, so um, you know I've I've built a, a team of, of cold calling and and texting VAs. Um, I'm actually interviewing next week to bring on my first ISA. Let's go um, and get that going. Yeah, um, so that you know that that business can start to run on its own. Yeah, Or automated and on on other things.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What what has your experience been for San Diego uh, like homeowners that you're dealing with for more creative type of stuff? Is is it really just you know, random who you're talking to or are you finding more savvy, you know, uh, homeowners that are like, Nah, I'm not, I'm not doing any creative deals or I'm not going to settle for less when I know I can get more of a premium.
1: I think the San Diego market is a little tough mm-hmm. um, right now. You know, we, we still have historically low inventory. If you look at the, the yes. retail market, you yep. know, everyone talks about interest rates and, and the fact that they've gone up and it's drying up demand. That's sure. We're really not seeing that in the, in the retail market for yeah. homes that are priced appropriately. They're still and, moving very quickly.
0: And last year, there was so much fear in the market. And I think in the beginning of this year, it just started like unlocking a little bit. Like people were like, all right, well, I still need a home <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and there's not not much available. I need to start making offers again because people just like froze up and thinking that we're going to have some ultimate crash. Exactly. You know, exactly.
1: So you're not going to find, you know, the, the regular retail seller sure. that's going to be willing to accept a cash deal that's a wholesale deal at here in this market. where it at like 85% ARV Right. is yeah. our, our offer for, for a cash deal, which they, is hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and they know, you know, that, they can get a million dollars for their home, they're not going to take 850 yeah. right? Even with realtor commissions and everything else, they're still going to come out ahead and it's worth their time for sure. to list it on the market. Where we do find success is in the distressed market. So vacant houses, people that have rental properties yeah. um, that maybe they can't keep up with, um, people that are looking to move out of state has been a big um, hmm. lead source for us, or I should say sellers that have actually turned into deals, you know, their, their value here, <clears throat> the value of their home here in San Diego is such that even if they take a little bit of a haircut, they're still buying all cash in Arizona or North Carolina. Or yeah. Wherever they're. And so and they're doing really well yeah, it's, <laughs> over it's, there. <laughs> it's the trade-off between like speed, like how quickly are they looking to move? Yes. Um, versus, you know, how price motivated are they? Yeah.
0: And that's the thing. It's like this game, is it's all about being a real estate investor. It's, it's really, and you're working, trying to get more of a creative deal. You're working directly with the homeowner, the seller. It really comes down to what is their pain point? What is, exactly. what are they trying to come up with a solution here? And, right. and you can get creative to be able to solve all their problems.
1: I would almost say that's more important then what a lot of people try and do first when they're having a conversation, tell yeah. me more about the house. Yeah, when was the yeah. last time you renovated the of kitchen? Of course. Yeah. That, end- that comes second and, and almost very last. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, understanding the motivation yes. is going to tell you what kind of deal you have on your hands Yep. very early. And and then, you know, the condition of the house is just, it is what it is. Yeah you know, and you're going to get
0: getting that more of emotional connection and selling yourself on the idea of like, I am your only solution or like, I'm your best answer here. Yeah. Then that will lower the price more than enough than you trying to nickel and dime over, you know, some old kitchen or bathrooms that need to be updated, Exactly. you know,
1: exactly. So, you know, we were talking earlier about the deal in in Imperial beach that you know exactly to your point. So I, I had a great relationship with the seller. We'd already performed yep. on a deal last year. You know, did exactly what we said we were going to do. She approached me earlier this year and said, "All right, now I'm ready to sell my primary house, my primary nice. residence. I'm ready to move." So I, I approached her. You know, kind of understood what she was looking for, and we presented two options. I told her, you know, I can list the house for you because you, you know. Her house was in great condition, right? She knew nothing that she, wrong. she knew she could get top dollar. Yeah, it's now a rental property of mine, and I literally did nothing to it. Before I, love I, moved it. Tenants in. I love it.
0: I love it, and I love how she reached out to you originally too. Like that's that's power. Yeah.
1: It, it's you know, like I said, build that relationship. Yes. Do what you say you're going to do. Yep. And you'll have raving fans that'll call yes. you back when they have a problem. That's um, so that good. You, can help. you know. Anyway, we we told her. You know, I can list the house for you. Um, And, you know, broke down closing costs and commissions and everything. And I said, or, you know, I I can buy it from you, but I can't buy it for cash. Like you're, you know, if you can, if you can finance me, then, you know, perhaps we can, we can work something out and I can give you that full price without any commissions or closing costs. I'll cover all of that. So, you know, she said, okay. You know, cause she, she knew that, you know, I'd make my mortgage payment. Oh right? yeah. And, and so from there I was able to tell her, I said, look, you know, I can, what I can do based on what I can rent this for is I can pay you $2,500 a month. So if that's acceptable to you, then, you know, we can, we can move forward and we, we can do this deal. Yeah. So she was, she was focused on $2,500 a month and she said, okay, that's great. So then, you know, in the back end, what's $2,500 a month on an $800,000 loan? Yeah, come on. How do you, how do you put that together? Yeah. So, so we ended up doing a seller finance deal at 2% for 38 years. Oh my God. Which works out to 2506 is my, is my payment <laughs> to her. Um, and we're renting it for $4,400 a month right now. Let's you know, that, go, that's not, dude. you know, the, that's the not typical, tw- but it's, it's not typical. And, but and it's should, out there. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's about solving a problem yes. for a seller and figuring out how you make that, that win-win. Dude, that is so incredible. Locked in for 30 30 years? 38. 38 years. Yep.
0: Yeah. I'm like That's I'm
1: like whoa. That's, that's deal incredible for a long time. Yeah, please do. <laughs> please do.
0: That's inspiring as hell. I love that. Yeah. So, um, so what is what does it look like moving forward? Like what are you what are you trying to do? I mean, keep on getting more of those deals, of
1: course. You know, kind of how how I've built things over the course of the last year. Yeah. You know, I'm in a number of different markets now. Most of the stuff that I've bought that's in my portfolio has been done one or two buildings at a time. Like the, the Milwaukee deal I was telling you about still the the biggest portfolio that I've bought in a single transaction, 10 doors. But now I'm, I'm really shifting towards looking at more portfolios. Mm-hmm. So instead of going through all that work for one house to add to, yes. to a a rental portfolio or or one triplex or or four unit deal. We just submitted an offer yesterday on a 54 unit. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Again, it'll be, that one will actually be kind of a hybrid deal. He's got some existing debt on it that we'll, uh, we'll take over subject to. Cool. um, And then seller finance the rest of it.
0: Yeah, man, that's incredible. Um, anything that you would leave with the audience of you know somebody just getting started as a investor? Um, I, I know we have already given so many uh gold nuggets on you know hire out a professional company to get the leads, creative financing, and and uh, learning your numbers. You can obviously reach out to somebody like yourself that has already gone through you Definitely. know the the last three deals that they closed on. You know, let me underwrite your your numbers. I love that gold nugget. Um, but anything else that you would give? to somebody brand new getting started that wants to kind of, I don't know, put the missing pieces together? Something that you wish that you would have had?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I I touched on it a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. but don't be afraid to have conversations. Yeah. That's at the heart of it. That's what it's all about is whether it's on the phone or it's in person, have conversations with other investors. Yes. Have conversations with sellers. Yep. Conversations with your other resources, your title agent, your escrow officer. Talk to um, a lot of your, people. Your contractors. Like if you think you're gonna sit behind a computer all day, yeah, you're in the wrong game.
0: And, and this is really for the the introverted person, right? Like I, I can relate to this a lot. And uh and Eric, I know you can. And there's just so many people out there that that realize they want to get started into real estate investing, and maybe you at the end of the day, you know, you're not getting out there and putting in the reps. It comes down to having these conversations, letting people know what what you're looking for what your your goal is and people have the heart to wanna serve and like help out when they when they see that you're stumbling and and you're messing up you're making mistakes it's okay because it almost helps you to an advantage like people are like oh you need our help let me yes. let me step in and guide you a little bit <laughs> exactly. and and that's the way to go yeah. and just like you mentioned earlier you know if it's not you in that room having that conversation it's going to be somebody else so make sure you get your butt in that room have that conversation and- hundred percent and network hundred percent yeah
1: and, and I, I would say you know the feeling of, of you know being afraid to pick up the phone or being afraid to have that conversation I still find myself thinking in the back of my head I'll I'll make that call later
0: mm, yeah um,
1: right but then you know I, I sort of put this on my that's on my good wrist. It's let's like, go baby you know, the time is now it's yep. like you know I'll look down at it like gonna yeah. make that phone call and you know what nine times out of ten in fact I would even say 10 times out of 10, yep. you're not going to get the reaction that you thought you were going to get when you pick up the phone. It's so going to be way more positive. Yeah. And the worst thing that's going to happen when you're talking to a seller is they're going to say no and hang up the phone Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Who cares
0: if they curse you out? It is what it yeah. is. It's like, yeah. you know, like exactly. obviously they're having a bad day. Give them an excuse for whatever it is and then move on to the next. That's just what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Eric, man, I appreciate your time so much today. It was really good again uh, to, you know, meet up and, and hear more about your story in, in real estate investing. Yeah. It's just been be like, a year and uh, and crushing it so far. Um, really excited to see where you're going with it too. How can people get a hold of you?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram. Cool. Um, you'll find me at Eisenman Eric. Okay. Um, you'll see a lot of pictures of my kids. Yeah. So I try and mix in the real estate stuff with, with my family, um, family man. You know, we, you're, you're doing coaching as well for the kids, right? I do. Um, so I coach my son's little league team. Uh-huh. Um, and I also caddy for my older son. That's a, a golfer. Yeah. Um, so you'll, you'll see both of them on, on my Instagram and then my daughter does cheer. So I, I can't do a back handspring or, yeah. or a full layout. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not in that's my room, but I, I can drive. So I, I do carpool. But to, I got a mean split. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, so you can find me there. Um, cool. Our website's Left Coast Property Solutions or, you know, same same thing um, on Facebook, Izem Eric, you know, you can shoot me a DM. Happy to Happy to connect and see how I can help.
0: Love it. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you today. Uh guys, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always do so on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. We also have our new page for Credit Council Elite on Instagram. Make sure you go and follow us there. And uh on Facebook.com. It's forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so you get the newest notification for Ready, Set, Go Real Estate Investing Podcast. It's every single Monday a new episode uh, drops and releases. Make sure that you leave that five star review after listening to a few episodes. Greatly appreciate all the love, all the support, as always. You guys are amazing. And if you are looking to get up to $500,000 every six months at 0% interest, learning the techniques on how we went from 11000 in debt to $8.5 in real estate assets, funding, real estate, and businesses all with credit, then check out CreditCouncilElite.com. And we will see you on the next episode. Till next time, guys. God bless. Eric, appreciate you, brother. Happy to be here. Thanks, Thank man. You. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining.
1: Until next time, God bless.